the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, you know, we have so much to be thankful for, and in this season, in this time, Uh, We just need to be reminded, and with all the things going on in this world, even real close to home in California with the borderline shooting and the fires and, you know, with Ecola, we have customers in Malibu, we have customers in Santa Barbara and up uh, north from there, and there's a lot of people that have lost their homes. And when I talk to people, they say, you know, it's tough. But it's like everything, you know, they're losing everything, the mementos, the emotional attachment items that remind them of a special time in their lives. And, you know, some of us are out and we're buying decorations for our home because we have one. And there's many people that don't. And we're still people missing out there that they're not sure where these people are. And I just uh, pray that everyone that's missing is safe and They'll be found, and it's just an interesting time, isn't it? But it gives us a breath to just think about that, what's going on, and where we are. And even though we might be going through trying times, which, listen, we all are going through something. But the thing is, is that there's a lot going right, too. But sometimes we forget that. Because our pain kind of takes over and our thought process takes over and oh my, oh my, you know, this is going on or I can't afford that or what am I going to do with my job or I just lost my job or I just was diagnosed, anything. There is still something that we can be thankful for. So today's show, the Sue Free Show, is on being thankful and our thankfulness. And, you know, in the Bible it says, in all things give thanks. And even though sometimes that might be difficult to do, You know, we are called to do that. And our attitude is so important. When I am around people that woe is me is their dynamic, uh, it's very difficult for me. When somebody says, I'm starving right now, I'm always correcting them saying, you might be really hungry, but I don't think you're starving because there are people that are starving right now. And I don't think that's you. So... We need to really just think about the words that we're speaking. We need to look for the good in people. And just, you know, when you're getting up in the morning and, you know, you might have aching, aching body, you might be frustrated with something or you've got stress from the night before. Can you just take a minute? I have to remind myself of this. Just take a minute and give thanks to the Lord for what you have. I had a bed to sleep in last night. I had a very nice pillow. I had sheets. I had a blanket. I was warm. 
I have food in my stomach. I have coffee in the morning. There's a lot of people that don't. So let's just take the moment. Let's take the moment and just breathe and say thank you for what we do have. There's been times in my past where people will call me and they'll say, this is going on and da, 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 da. And I'll say, what, what can you do? You know, think about, let's focus on what you can do because you're saying, I can't do this because of this or I can't do this because of that. But what can you do? What can you do? Can you ask yourself that? What are you thankful for? Can you ask yourself that? Maybe we should write these things down to be reminded of what we are thankful for. I am so thankful. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful that I can be thankful. Isn't that amazing? And I have something else to be thankful for. And this is personal. And I like to share my personal life. And uh, I have a daughter. And I've talked about her many times on the show. I have a son, obviously. More people know about my son because he's on the radio with me. And he works with me at E. coli Termite and Pest Management Services. But Tiana, she's 33. And she was proposed to, like, last month. And she's getting married in December. And she has been just getting her done you know she's taking a lot of time to think about her wedding she's a wedding photographer so she's uh seen a lot of weddings she's been in a lot of weddings and so she knows what's important she knows what's not important and she's uh got this list she goes i'm about 90 percent done you know and it's like 10 days away oh my goodness and she's fine she's calm at least on the outside she's calm but i have to tell you i am so excited a side note is my daughter and her fiance, Mark, I don't know if she'd like me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because I think it's such a testimony to their relationship and their, um, their ministry and to their uh, devotion to their Heavenly Father is that when they started dating, it was an intentional dating, intentional courting, and they made a decision to not kiss, not to do anything, but not to kiss until the wedding day. So I'm here to tell you, And this is very uncommon, I know, and I'm thinking there's so much in that kiss. I get you. I totally get you. But they decided to wait until their wedding night, until their wedding vows, to have their first kiss. Now, I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know if I I have the willpower to do that. I'm just being honest. But those two have done that. And when people hear that, they're either going, wow, that's really crazy, or they're going, wow, that's really amazing. But what a testimony that is. And so to be, I'm going to start crying, but to be in the area when they say I do and they have that first kiss, it's not your normal first kiss. I mean, you know, you go to a wedding and you see a first kiss. It's really not their first kiss. It's their first kiss being married. But for them, it's their first kiss. So it's very exciting for me. I'm teary-eyed right now. And I'm just saying that I think it's such a testimony to their relationship with their Heavenly Father. And they are going to do mighty things for the kingdom. Um, I've been telling Tiana that since she was first born. I said, you were created for a specific purpose, as we all are. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do with your life. And I am still of that mindset of I'm very excited to see what God's going to do. You know what else I'm excited about? I'm going to be a grandma. Not right this minute, but probably by next December, I am thinking that at 33, I think that they're going to be right on that and excited to to go that route. And I'm excited to be part of that, too. So being a grandma is something I'm looking forward to. Uh, having my daughter get married is I'm really looking forward to that, too. It's a very exciting time. And, I, you know, I'm not sure what to do. 
I'm not sure what to do as far as writing a letter to my daughter. Um, I'm very sentimental. I'm very traditional. I want to do things very special that she'll remember forever. And I'm putting all this pressure on myself about what does the mob do. Did you know that mob stands for mother of the bride? I didn't know that. Somebody had to tell me that. Anyway, so I'm going to get on to this lesson and this uh, radio show today on being thankful. And I, right now, am a very proud mom, and I am very thankful. I'm thankful that my daughter has been so intentional with her life that she says, I want to live my life with no regrets. I said, Tiana, that's a very, very big order. And she has done very well to do just that. It's intentional. She's an intentional young lady. She was valedictorian. She went to college. She went to Italy and studied abroad. She's a photographer for weddings, and she's a school teacher at Grace Brethren. And she loves what she does. She loves teaching. She loves loving. And to be at her showers and to experience her friendships with the people that she has touched, her life has touched, is so heartwarming for me to just know that she's impacted so many people in her 33 years. So ask yourself, are you impacting people in a positive way? Are you making a difference in this world? There's no time better than now to make a decision that if you haven't been up to now, you know, your time's not up and the choice is yours. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? And are you going to make it matter? I hope so. So I'm going to read before I even get into the the show and say, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. I refer to this quite often, and, and, and the book is actually literally falling apart because I just love this book. And people say, you know, oh, I bought the book because you reference it so often. And it's true. I do reference it because it's so wonderful. And I don't look at this book before I come on the show for the day that we're on. And, you know, I'm praying, you know, Lord, what are we going to talk about today? What, you know, what do you want us to say and my assistant and I, we put together this uh, program, and uh, it's so funny because I turned to the page for the date, and guess what it says? Let thankfulness rule in your heart. Now, isn't that amazing that we're thinking, what do we want to talk about? And we're going to talk about thankfulness and uh, our radical gratitude, basically. Give thanks in all circumstances, and, and there's an article here by Rick Warren who I just admire so much, and he's so humble. And if you've ever studied any of his life, you know, like learning who he is and what he's done and how God has moved in his life, there's quite a story there. It's pretty amazing. And he's, he's impacted so many people. Anyway, I'll get into that in a minute. But let me read this. Let thankfulness rule in your heart as you thank me for blessings in your life. A marvelous thing happens. It is as if scales fall off your eyes, enabling you to see more and more of my glorious riches. With your eyes thus opened... You can help yourself to whatever you need from my treasure house. Each time you receive one of my golden gifts, let your thankfulness sing out praises to my name. Hallelujahs are the language of heaven, and they can become the language of your heart. A life of praise and thankfulness becomes a life filled with miracles. Instead of trying to be in control, you focus on me and what I am doing. This is the power of praise. Centering your entire being in me. This is how I created you to live. For I made you in my own image. Enjoy abundant life by overflowing with praise and thankfulness. Let me ask you a question. Are you living an abundant life? That word abundant is amazing to me. It's a very great, fantastic word. To live in abundance. What does that look like? 
If you were going to visualize life in abundance right now, what would it look like? Can you write it down? What is your vision for an abundant life? What matters to you? If you don't write it down and you don't have a picture in your mental state, in your mind, then how are you going to know when you have achieved it? And how do you know what you're you're going for, you know, your goals. How, how do you know that making a decision or a choice right now, is that going to bring you closer to an abundant life? Very good question. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. Check out the website, please. And I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Uh, the other part of this show is going to be on your pet peeves. What bothers you? I'm going to tell you. A couple of mine, but uh, not right this minute. I just want you to know that I want you to go on to SueFreeze.com, and I want you to write down your name and your contact information. If you have any prayer requests or any resources that you need, please ask me. Let me know. And then after that, I want you to write down your biggest pet peeve. Mine is inconsiderateness. When people are inconsiderate, it's my biggest pet peeve. And that is so broad, but that's it. And I'll give you an example later. But write it down and share it with me, would you? And I can share these on the air. I think it would be kind of fun thing to do is what are the pet peeves? Because we can learn, can't we, from that? So finishing this page, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. That's Colossians 3.15. I'm giving you scriptures now. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. That's Acts 9.18. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you, his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Revelations 19.3.6. And the last one is Psalms 104. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, all during my life I've said, How, Lord, just tell me how to do it. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to do it. And here's one where he's telling you what to do and how to do it. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So giving thanks and singing praises. Give thanks to him and praise his name. He's telling you what to do. So now all we have to do is just do it, right? It's one thing to listen. It's one thing to learn. But if we don't put things into action, what good is it? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In the U.S., we celebrate a day of Thanksgiving once a year. But God wants us to be intentional about our thankfulness every day. He wants us to develop this spiritual habit, one that is reflected in the life of a radical believer. The truth is, the more deeply you understand God's love, the more grateful you're going to be. So what does it mean to be radically grateful? The Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's radical gratitude. In all circumstances, give thanks because it's God's will for you. You can thank God in every circumstance because God is in control. He can bring good out of evil. He can turn around the stupid mistakes you've made. I know I've made mine, plenty of them. No matter what happens, God isn't going to stop loving you. Whew, that's reassuring. There are a hundred things to be thankful for 
in any circumstance, even when the circumstance stinks. Radical gratitude. Being thankful in all circumstances is God's will because it creates fellowship. What do I mean by that? Gratitude always builds deeper relationships between you and other people and between you and God. Whoever you want to get closer to, start expressing gratitude to that person. If you've moved away from your husband or your wife, you need to start doing what you did when you were dating. Express gratitude. Write little notes of kindness and encouragement. Make calls or texts during the day just to tell him or her that you're thankful. Do the things you did at first. The reason you've lost that love and feeling is because you stopped doing the things that created that love and feeling early on, and you take each other for granted. Okay, mental note, are you taking an assessment right now? Is that you? How are you feeling right now? Give yourself an emotional gauge. How are you feeling in your relationship? And what can you do about it? That's the real key. It's not what that other person can do for you. What can you do about it? What part do you play? So ask yourself the question, and if there's anything you can do better, which I'm sure there is, I know there is for me, then let's just do it, okay? Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Just do it. Do you want to build your small group? Don't just go to small group during the week. Text them, email them, call them, write them. Say, I'm grateful for you, and here's why. You'll find that the more grateful you are for your group, the more your group will bond. The Bible tells us to encourage one another and build each other up. As you build others up, you'll find that God builds into your life as well through your deep relationship with him and others. Who do you need to encourage or connect with this week? To whom do you need to show your gratitude? What are some simple ways you can express your gratitude to your spouse, your friend, or your small group members, maybe your sister, your brother, your daughter, your son? As you develop an attitude of gratitude, what changes do you think you will see in yourself and your relationship. Faith is thanking God in advance. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours, Mark eleven twenty four. Faith is not believing God can do something. Faith is not hoping he will do something. Faith is thanking God in advance. Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Do you believe it? Are you asking? You say, wait a minute. I've got to thank God in advance before I get it in order to get it? Yes. If you thank God after you've got it, that's gratitude. When you thank him in advance, that's called faith. If someone handed you a check right now for $1,000, would you wait until you cashed it to say thank you? No. You'd thank that person right away. Yet the $1,000 wouldn't really be yours until you actually cashed it because that check is simply a promise. When you are given the check, you can genuinely say thanks, believing that the promise is credible and that the person has enough money in the bank to cover that amount. That's a really good illustration, isn't it? Faith is like that. It is thanking God in advance. What I'm saying is this. If God tells you to go after Moby Dick in a rowboat, Take the tartar sauce with you. You're going to have a fish fry tonight. Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Matthew 9, 29. Think about some of the common phrases you use in prayer. Do they reflect faith in God? How would your perspective and attitude change if you truly believed God would provide everything you asked for? 
That's a really good question. Should I stop and pause? Should you think about that for a minute? What kind of prayer would capture your desire to grow in your faithfulness to God? Hmm. Be thankful in tough times. We're going through tough times right now, aren't we? He's telling us to be thankful in the tough times. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Philippians 4.4. When the Apostle Paul says, always be full of joy in the Lord, he doesn't say to only be joyful in good times. Even when times are tough, the Bible teaches we can be joyful if we follow this simple strategy. Okay, where are you? Your temperature gauge on the joyful. Are you joyful right now? So here's what he's saying to do. Don't worry about anything. Huh. Okay, how many can do that? (laughs) How many out there can do that? Okay, and what do you do when you start worrying and you know you're worrying? You can tell you're worrying. And is it something you can do something about or are you just worrying to worry? Worrying doesn't change anything. It's doing without doing. I like that. It's doing without doing. There are no such things as born worriers. Worry is a learned response. You learned it from your parents. Thanks, parents. You learned it from your peers. You learned it from experience. That's good news. The fact that worry is learned means it can also be unlearned. That um, scripture, be anxious for nothing. That's one I've, I've had to lean on so often. Be anxious for nothing. How do you unlearn it? Jesus says in Matthew 6, 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. He's saying, don't open your umbrella until it starts raining. Live one day at a time. Pray about everything. Instead of worrying, use your time for praying. Okay, that's good. That's good advice, right? Okay, everybody. So when you start worrying, now what are we going to do? We're going to stop worrying because we really can't do it. Worrying doesn't do anything. Stewing without doing. Let's not do that anymore. So what are we going to do in its place? We are going to pray instead of worry. If you prayed as much as you worried, you'd have a lot less to worry about. Is God interested in car payments? Yes. He's interested in every detail of your life. I know. You're saying he has a lot to deal with. He has a lot to think about. Are you sure he cares about this test? Are you sure he cares about the car payment? He's interested in every detail of your life. That means you can take any problem you face to God. Did you know he never sleeps? Isn't that nice? You don't have to wait for him to wake up because he's always awake. He's always there for you. Always, always. I love that word. That We can use that word always when we're talking about God. Thank God in all things. When you pray, pray with thanksgiving. The healthiest human emotion is not love, but gratitude. The healthiest human emotion is not love, but gratitude. It actually increases your immunities. It makes you more resistant to stress and less susceptible to illness. People who are grateful are happy. But people who are ungrateful are miserable because nothing makes them happy. Have you met anybody like that lately? I have. I definitely have. They're never satisfied. It's never good enough. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break.
Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house, a termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of Ecola Termite Services. And Sue, Ecola is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh. E.C.O.L.A. will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E.C.O.L.A. heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about Ecola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. If you would like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk to you. And believe me, I can give you advice. I can direct you in the right direction on what would be best for you if you're thinking about it as a business owner. If you would like to be a guest on the Sue Free Show, I welcome you. Uh, you just need to connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. You go there and you give me the information and tell me the story. Our goal is is to encourage and inspire others. If you have a story, which we all do, that could be encouraging or inspiring, I would love to hear from you. We need biblical scriptures to back it up. We want to make sure that we're doing teaching along it and staying in the faith and uh, sticking with our beliefs. So if you'd like to be a guest, I would love to have you on. Uh, I'd like to hear your story, and I'm sure everybody listening would love to hear your story too. We can learn from one another, can't we? So it, it makes my life a little easier, too, if I have someone to talk to instead of having to put up the whole show all by my lonesome here with our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So if you cultivate the attitude of gratitude, being thankful in everything, it reduces stress in your life. Are you stressful right now? Because I've just given you a key here that could be very helpful for you. If you're stressing, I'm stressing. Okay, and it's not just buying Christmas presents and making sure you've got everybody covered and a wedding and making sure everything's going to go well at the wedding. It's not even that. There's a lot of other stresses also. Just making sure that we're doing everything we possibly can in every aspect of our lives. And there's a lot that, you know, we're not really in control of. There's things that are happening that uh, you can only do what you can do. And that's a great thing. So if we're stressing, 
the Lord says, I don't want you stressing. I want you to pray and hand it over. So let's do that. Can we make a promise to ourselves right now that we are going to take that stress and that worry and we're going to give it to our Heavenly Father and we're going to pray for Him to guide us, to give us discernment, to help us with our decisions every moment of the way. He's much better at it than we are. I can tell you that from experience. He's definitely better at it than we are. So think about the right things. If you want to reduce the level of stress in your life, you must change the way you think. Because the way you think determines how you feel. And the way you feel determines how you act. The Bible teaches that. If you want to change your life, you need to change what you're thinking about. This is so true and this is so strong in my mind. Is that the spirit of lack, if people are thinking about things that cause them to have a spirit of lack, then they're, they're going to have lack in their life. But if we're thinking about abundance, if we're thinking about how we can do better and be more and let the Lord guide our steps and to be thankful for what we have and appreciative and not worrying and stressing, but, you know, Lord, guide me today, you know, guide my steps, guide my words, guide what I do and guide and give me discernment on my choices, Lord, because I want it to be your will, not my will to be done. If we make prayers like that, if we say prayers like that and we give thankfulness, we just have a heart of thanks about what we're thankful for. And, you know, if you look around and you say, I have 10 fingers, I have 10 toes, you know, I have two eyes that can see. Yes, I need glasses, but okay, I still can see. I have a nose that actually smells. I can smell beautiful, wonderful things like Thanksgiving dinner cooking and roasted marshmallows. I love the smell of those. And popcorn. And I have a tongue that can taste. And I can talk. And I'm breathing without any stress. And my arms move and my legs walk. How about you? What are you thankful for? A roof over our heads. A job. Income. Could it be more? Sure. Do we have food on the table? Not everybody. Not everybody. I have a woman who connects with me who for a long time was living out of her car. And she's so faithful and such a wonderful friend. And she's telling me that she's going to go serve for Thanksgiving. And, and this is what's going on in her life. And can I send you a Christmas card? I'm like, of course you can send me a Christmas card. When can we meet for coffee? When can we have lunch? It's amazing. I had another lady who connected with me and she said that my show... Uh, that she really liked my show, and she, she said that she'd really like to have a moment. And I reached out to her right away, and she went, wow, I can't believe you contacted me so quickly. And then she got upset this last week because I hadn't followed through with getting with her. I didn't give her a time. I didn't, I didn't break a date, but I didn't pursue. And, and when I said, I'm really sorry, but it's because my daughter is getting married, and it's just taking priority over everything. I'm just, you know, she is like... It and all of this energy is going towards this. Uh, and she says, wow, okay, just thank you for telling me that. Now I realize what's going on, and, and so now we're good. Why did I say that? I don't know, other than, you know, we, we have the best intentions in everything that we do, and we try to do more and be more. And sometimes our added desire of doing that and having that abundant life can be stressful. So we have to keep things in balance to pray more. We need to pray more. 
And I know for me, what I am finding to be absolutely true is if I, if I get so busy that I don't have time to pray, everything starts to dismantle. Things kind of, the threads kind of start fraying. And so I, I'm like, whoops, got to get back to what was working. What was working was praying, being grateful, thankful in my life, and uh, letting him guide my steps. And so, you know, if that will help you, if you feel like things are in disarray, then maybe that's what you need to do. So think about the right things. If you want to reduce the level of stress in your life, you must change the way you think. So do you want to change what's going on in your life? And do you want to change the way you think? People say, how can you do that? How can you change the way you think? It's deliberate. It's a conscious choice where you choose to think about the right things. We need to choose to think on the positive and on God's word. How often are you in the word? Could you do more? Could you be more? Could you read more? Are you memorizing scripture? Is that important? Yes, it is. I went to church this last Sunday because my daughter came to visit for the weekend and we were doing crafts for her wedding. She's putting together napkin holders and we were all doing crafts together and I have to tell you the um, dynamic the dynamics of the relationships in the room of me I was cooking and they were doing crafts and I felt left out because they were doing crafts and I was in the kitchen cooking but I wanted to feed them and I wanted to cook and so I was there and then I'd come over here and I'd try to be part of this and then I'd go back over there and I was watching the dynamics of everyone in the room and how the encouragement of the room of, oh, my gosh, that's really good. That's really great, you know, and figuring out a system that, that we could do it quicker because we had to do 175 of these things. It was a lot. And they took the um, – there was a garland on my Christmas tree that was beautiful, and they, they both, my sister and Tiana, looked over there, and they saw that, and they're thinking they, – they were thinking that they needed to have a little more ornamental thing on this napkin holder. And so they looked over and they saw this garland on my tree and they looked at me and said, Mom, that would be perfect. If we just cut that up into little pieces, we could make this work. I took it right off my tree and I said, here, go for it. And so everybody was so excited because we had the perfect solution to an issue and it was right there in front of us with the tree and everybody was having a great old time and we were laughing, cutting up. We were hungry, waiting for the turkey to cook and the turkey finally came out and then we had cards afterwards because that's what we do as a family. And just watching the dynamics and watching everybody with gratitude and watching everybody encourage everybody like looking for the good in each person. It was really wonderful to see. For instance, Savannah, my sister, uh, my younger sister, she has an 11-year-old daughter. Her, Her name is Savannah. And I said, Savannah, I need your help. Uh, setting the table. And one thing I've done as a mom was to teach my children the proper place to put the setting, the, the setting of the table. And so I was extending my teaching to Savannah. And, I, you know, when my kids were young, we didn't Google anything because Google wasn't around then. Okay. So I asked Savannah, I said, get your phone and Google place setting. You know, so that you all understand where the wine glass goes and where the water glass goes and which side of the plate the fork goes and so on. And so we together, we worked that out. And after dinner was served and everybody was done and everything, we're sitting around the table and Savannah's eating and and we're all eating and and it's getting near the end. And I just spoke up and I just said, I just want to, you know, say that I'm very thankful because Savannah set the table and she did such an amazing job setting the table. And she just lit up from ear to ear and everybody like clapped for her and everything. And it was a good learning experience 
to just take that moment when we're setting the table and have everybody participate and everybody be part. And then we went around and, and you know, it's, it's like, what are we thankful for? So the result of not worrying, praying about everything, giving thanks and focusing on the right things, Paul says, we will then experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 7. So 4, 4 was rejoice in the Lord always. And then it's be anxious for nothing. And then it's this uh, experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Do you want more peace in your life? I do. I want peace in my life. So let me ask you this. What do you worry about? What do you worry about? Okay, you want to write it down? You can. Talk to God about your worries and honestly tell him why you worry. So what do you worry about and why do you worry? If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you for doing so. This is the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. I welcome you. I challenge you to go on to the website. There are a lot of different things that you can find there. I'd really like to connect with you there. Please connect with me. Give me your information, your contact information. So as we go on, I'll be able to email you of future things like lunch with Susie, dinner with Susie, speaking here, doing this, doing that. I want you to be part. I want you to be more a part of what's going on here. And I also want to hear your pet peeves. And I'm just going to stop there because I want to tell you mine. I live in a area that I have a garage and I have a car in my garage. But I also have another vehicle that I use commercially for every day. And that has to be parked outside in the front of my place. So you have to parallel park on this street. And it's a busy street. And I am finding as time goes on that there are more and more and more cars parking in the front of my place. Okay. So what really is the biggest pet peeve for me is people that parallel park, and this might be you, and I'm sorry up front, but I'm just going to tell you, that take they, they, they space their car in the middle of two cars and leave like six feet on the front and six feet in the back. And what it causes is when we are very short on parking spaces is that we probably, if everybody crunched that up to maybe a foot or two feet from the car in front or a car in the back, you know, put your back of your car a foot from the car that's in back of you. If everybody did that, we would be able to squeeze at least four to five more cars, which one of those could be me, when I can't find a place to park. So I get very upset when I have inconsiderate people that don't think about that. And when I don't have a place to park, frustrates me because I'd like to park near where I live because I have dogs and it's just a pain in the butt. The other thing that really is a pet peeve for me is when there is a fire truck with its sirens going and everybody just stops in the middle of the street and there is no way for the fire truck to get around the cars. We are told when we take the test, I don't know if people go brain dead and you might be one of these and I'm sorry in front for offending you. But if I can save a life by having you do the right thing, then it's worth offending you. If you are one of those that stops in the middle of the street instead of moving to the side and letting the fire truck pass by, then you need to learn that you need to pull over and let the fire truck pass by. I was on uh, like an on-ramp, off-ramp of a freeway, and I could see the lights behind me. And there were all these cars, and instead of pulling over, they stayed 
to where the car couldn't, the, the truck couldn't get through and it was a freeway and there was an accident not too far in front of us, but the fire truck and ambulance couldn't get to the accident because people were not thinking about getting off the freeway or moving over to the shoulder so the truck could get by. And I was so frustrated. I, I can't even tell you what I did, but anyway, um, I just get frustrated. So those are my two pet peeves is when you're parallel parking, parallel park to where you're leaving space for another car to maybe fit in. And if you see a fire truck with its light shining, you know, and going around in circles, please move over. Get to the side and let them through. Could you do that? I want to hear from you. I want you to tell me what your pet peeves are. Because both of those are inconsiderate, maybe lack of understanding of what needs to happen. But inconsiderateness is probably my biggest pet peeve in any aspect of life is when somebody's not thinking about how what they are doing is affecting other people. Here's another one. I went to the post office last week because we our postage meter was out of postage and it was going to take another day and I had some postage that needed to get out for statements and whatnot at Ecola. And so I had to go to the post office and I'm standing in line because I had to buy stamps for a, a big box of statements that needed to go out. And I was on a time crunch and I was frustrated because it was kind of slow in there. But the ladies behind the counter were doing the best they could. And there was this man. He was such an ugly man. And I hope he's listening right now. He was an ugly man. And he was being so rude, very verbal, saying that the people behind the counter were going to be replaced with robots. And they were smarter. The robots would be smarter than they were right in front of everybody. And everybody is standing there worried about if they say anything, what kind of reaction was going to happen. So everybody just took it. And when the guy actually finally walked out of the post office, everybody was clapping that he left. But it was so rude, and it, it really affected me negatively. I just I wanted to say more. I wanted to do more. And if it would have continued, I probably would because I just don't like it. So anyway, that's another thing is, do, you know, we have to practice kindness. We have to practice being kind. I, you know, I really was on a time crunch. I really needed to go too. But you know what? I felt so sorry for the women. And you know what the woman said? I grabbed her hand and I said, God bless you. I said, happy Thanksgiving. And she goes, you know what? I said, I'm really sorry for that man. She goes, we, we experience that almost daily. We experience that almost daily. And I'm like, you couldn't pay me enough to experience that daily. There is no way I would put up with that. No way would I put up with that. And they have to just take it. That's not right. It's not right. I'm just saying. So there's another thing. Those, those are three that I just really don't like. So here, here we're going back to these bullet points. If you prayed as much as you worried, how do you think your life would change? So can we exchange that? Can you make a choice? Can you make a decision right now? Yes, you can. You can make a decision right now to change your worry for prayer. And if you do nothing else from this show today, I, I would feel very good about if you could just make that change. That's life-changing. Stop worrying, start praying. It's that simple. Stop worrying, start praying. Maybe you need to write that on an index card and stick it on your car dash or on your refrigerator just to remind you when you start getting into that mind frame. God says he has your best interests at heart. Do you believe that? Thank him in all things, even if you cannot understand what God is up to in your life. I know people say all the time, if, if there is a God, why are there sick children? If there is a God, why did my house burn down? If there is a God, there's a reason. I don't know why. I don't know why these things happen. I really don't. And I question it. My dad died of lung cancer and I watched him windle away to nothing. He was 60 years old. He had an okay life. But why? I don't know. All I know is God is good. God has his reasons for doing what he does. And we have natural consequences for our actions. 
We have natural consequences for our actions. We can't blame everything on God. We can't. Natural consequences for actions. A lot of the times, it's that. What do you think about most? What are you focusing on? What are you focusing on? Where's your mind on? I can remember a time when I was thinking about my marriage so much. I just thought about it so much. I wore myself out thinking and worrying about my marriage. I wanted my marriage to work so bad, and I was so focused on it. Okay, I needed to be more focused on what I could do, what my part was this, and what, what can I do. I was so focused, and I had fear. And that doesn't help. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. What are you focused on? I, I have a way around fear. I, not around, but I have a way of, of managing the fear is I imagine the worst thing that could possibly happen in this scenario. This is what I do. I imagine, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen here? I'm fearing this. What's the worst that could happen? And I face that fear head on. This might work for you, might not. I don't know. I'm just going to tell you what I do is I face my fear. And I imagine the worst scenario possible. And then I imagine me getting through it. I, I imagine what this is what I would do. If that happened, this is what would happen. And all of a sudden, that power that was there once is gone because I have annihilated it. I have just said, I'm facing my fear. That's the fear. This is what I would do. This is how this would play out. Would I still be alive? Would I still be here to get through another day? Yes. Yes. And then the power of the fear is gone. And then I can function. I can get back to functioning as a human being. I can function with my thought process being more real. Maybe that'll help you. I don't know. I hope so. So what do you think about most? What do you think God wants you to think about? What do you think God wants you to think about? Okay, we could, we could say this answer really quickly, couldn't we? We could really just answer really quickly. But is that what we do? Is that where we go? Do we think about God? Do, do we think about what God would do? What God wants us to do? Do we think about that? Where does our head go? Where does our thought process go? If we want to change our lives, which this is the time, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't fix yesterday. We really can't. We can't go back and do anything about yesterday or any time before. We have the right now. It's all we have is right now. But we do need to be planning for our future. Okay, we don't plan to leave this earth today or tomorrow. We, we're figuring we've got some time left, right? But we might not. Look at the, these young people, the borderline. They were considering that day when they got up. I'm sure they weren't thinking, today's my last day here on this earth. I'm sure they weren't thinking that. We never know. We don't know. We don't have no promise of tomorrow. We only have right now. So are we doing everything we possibly can to be the best and do the most with right now? There is no place I'd rather be than right here because I feel like I'm doing something worthwhile. I'm making a difference in this world. I'm talking to you, and you matter. You matter to me, but you also, even more so, matter to our Heavenly Father. You are important. You are special. You are valued. You were created for a specific purpose, for this earth, and more. What is holding you back? What is it that you could be doing that you're not? What choice can you make right here, right now, I will tell you if you worry, stop worrying, start praying. It's really good. I'm going to remind myself of that too. 
Are you doing what God wants you to do? Is there something you could do different right now? Make a change. Make a choice. Make a change right now. There's no time better than now. You don't have to. People, I'll ask people sometimes, you know, do you know the Lord? No. You know, I think I need to clean my act up before I do that. I'm like, no, you don't. God will accept you right where you are right now. Right where you are right now. Your drinking habit, a drug habit, you have sex on the brain, whatever it is, he'll take you. He accepts you. He loves you. Right here, right now, the Holy Spirit will make the changes that need to be made. You don't have to fix it first. Just ask him in your heart. Ask him to guide your steps. Ask him to guide your thoughts, everything to do with you. And he will. He'll do that. Ask and you shall receive. That's what he tells us. Are these two things in alignment? If not, then why? What do you think about most? What do you think God wants you to think about? Are these two things in alignment? If not, if not now, when? Do it now. Thank you so much. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 